0: So I think more people are in niches than they realize, but they're more macro niches. But even just being an expert in a state or having those relationships and knowing how title works in that state and the realtors in that state and things like that is a niche in itself. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 121 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing the best land flipping niches in 2023. I'm your host, Daniel Abke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Jenna. Jenna asked, I'm currently getting ready to close my property and the seller's getting skeptical and wants a check at closing and said he will not sign anything until he gets a check what should I do? I'm worried he will back out.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, this is very normal. It's They're getting a mailer online or over the mail and we're asking for them just to trust us essentially. So I mean, that's a normal thing for a seller to want. They want money before they're signing away their property essentially. The, this is extremely difficult and it's not going to happen if your seller is closing via a notary uh, and they have to put it in the mail. If your seller is closing in person, you can assure him, like you're going to get a check right after this. You're going to be at the attorney's office and that's what you got to push him to do. Hopefully you have an attorney closing that is close to your seller so he can go to the attorney sign and get that check right there. That's the most normal thing that we do when sellers are a little hesitant like that. You want to get them that money at closing and it's very realistic. It should happen if they're closing in person. That's how the transaction should go. But, uh. Make sure you're getting your documents back to the attorney fast so they can pay him at closing because they're not going to pay him without your documents signed as well. Exactly. And it's one of those things around that happens a lot, but people typically do not back out of it. Usually
0: you can sort this one out. So I don't think it's the worst case scenario. And guys, as we go forward, as you grow your business, as you scale your business, it's very important to get social proof out there. In this comment, I remember she said he called the Better Business Bureau... And a couple other places but if you have a good website with testimonials and maybe some reviews and things like that that stuff helps uh eliminate some of these i'm not going to say it's going to help you not lose deals necessarily but it helps these situations it makes people feel more comfortable ron and at the end of the day anything you can do to build trust with someone in this business helps in my mind so you just got to think of that as you scale up like how can we get people to trust us better um Therefore, we'll get more deals and less deals will follow through. But let's get into the show, Ron. Today's topic, best land flipping niches in 2023. Ron, we chose this because it was one of our hottest topics of 2022. People want to see like our communities growing, our land communities growing. People are making more money than ever. More deals are coming than ever. And people are like, okay, where do I go from here? I want to focus in one area. I'm interested in choosing a niche or getting into something more specific, Ron.
1: Yeah, I, I love this topic because a lot of people, like you said, are coming in and some people are coming in with different goals. Like what we teach a lot is how to really increase your income with the land flipping. But the end of the day, the basis of what we teach is how to acquire off-market land for pennies on the dollar, for 40 cents on the dollar, 35 cents on the dollar, whatever it is. And with that land, like if you buy things cheap, there is so much opportunity to have uh property, profit generating property where you're getting paid every month or subdividing and increasing your income or adding a mobile home to it and renting it out, whatever it is, there's so many different opportunities in it. Uh, And like you said, we have so many different people coming in from wholesaling, coming in from multifamily investing, and they want to maybe get some monthly money instead of just flipping everything. But the opportunity is definitely there, Daniel. I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah. And what I wanted to dive in, Ron, what, what are different land niches? One, let's explain what a niche is. And then two, let's go into specifics of what people are actually looking for and things that we've seen in our business. Like at the end of the day, Ron, a niche is really a specialization. So let's talk about what a niche is and get into the actual land niches because people come to us, Ron, they say... What do you mean niche? What do you mean a land niche? Isn't land already a niche? But no, there's other things that go into it because land is already a niche within real estate, just like wholesaling houses. There's multifamilies are land is a pretty specific niche, but then within that it branches off into much more.
1: Yeah. And as you get into, as you learn more about land, like you'll see, wow, like I can do this with land. I can do that with the land. So yeah, it's, Land is a niche. Don't get me wrong. You can always get deeper. Like subdividing is a niche, but you can get deeper into subdividing even. Um, so, yeah. So within land, a couple of niches that we're going to probably talk about are subdividing, subdividing something where you buy a 50 acre parcel, you split it down into five, 10 acre parcels and resell it. That's something that typically takes about three to six months. This is a growing niche, I think, in the community, Daniel. And again, it all starts with the idea of buying land off market for cheap. Um, what other things do you have in mind? There's so many, Dan. There is a lot. Subdividing is a big
0: one. Um, but within subdividing, there's two different ways to subdivide Ron. There's minor subdivisions and major subdivisions. Minor subdivisions are very easy. That's an easy niche to get into. Major subdivisions are where you need to. You're probably going to be installing or have the plans to install, uh, or the the roadmap to install all the electric Ron, and plumbing and things like that. And really using working with engineers to go about it. Working a lot with the local regulations to. Uh, Make sure you're doing everything between the code, Ron. So major subdivisions are a niche that you need to be very, very specialized in. And in order to be very, very specialized in a major subdivide, you need to usually know an area fairly well. I wouldn't recommend doing this everywhere, but if you know a market very well, maybe it's a market you live in even because there's so much money in subdividing, Ron, these major subdivisions. You can do this in a market, in a more urban market, maybe 20, 30 minutes outside of a city, whatever it is. You need to make sure it's desirable. But There's so much to go into that. We don't recommend doing that at first. That is a serious, serious task. Some of the other things, Ron, like that landlocked properties, I still think when when, uh, pieces of land aren't that far off road, either buying the land in front of it or getting an easement to it and just buying the landlocked property at pennies on a dollar because we're not going to spend 40 cents on a dollar for a landlocked property, maybe 10 cents on a dollar, 5 cents on a dollar. And then getting an easement, buying an easement for $1,000 from the neighbor or something like that, or just buying a property that connects to it, that connects to the road for, uh, for almost market value. So say you have a 10 acre piece of property off the road, Ron, that was landlocked and a property in front of it was two acres. That 10 acre property you are you have under contract, it's landlocked. You have an under contract for 10 to 20 cents on a dollar because it's landlocked. The property in front of it, you can afford to buy that at 80 cents on a dollar or even a hundred cents on a dollar run because it's going to make sense because you're getting the 10 acres for so cheap. Those two together, those 12 acres are, you're still going to over double your money, probably 130% return on that.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. There's a ton of opportunity in that. Uh, So we've talked about landlocked. We've talked about subdividing um, major and minor. And major and minor subdivisions are going to be defined by the county. It's not like something, a nationwide definition based on what makes it minor, what makes it major. Uh, Going beyond that, Daniel, like making actual physical improvements to land, that is probably the next thing. And there's so many different things you can do Whether it's putting a septic system, putting a well, putting a driveway, and people love to have land prepared for a mobile home. If you can do everything except put the mobile home on, you're going to get a premium for that land. It is going to fly off the market if there's a driveway, maybe not even a cleared pad or anything like that. But a driveway, a septic system, and a uh, well will, I mean, those properties will sell. I don't know if you're how much return you're going to get on that necessarily, but if you want to sell fast, like that, is going to make things fly off the market. Even Ron, just clearing the property. So, say a property is extremely
0: wooded and very, very thick. We get this on the East Coast a lot, where the properties are just like like our property we bought in Kentucky, Ron, for our personal use we could hardly navigate through it. It was so thick with thorn and rose bushes and all this different stuff. I mean, we are getting pricked left and right. And I was <laughs> so we came back with some brush hogs and cleared it. And then we hired someone for $5,000 to come really, really clear it out well, take some trees out, things like that. And now we can walk easily to the views, to the creek, all around the property. Like they made it beautiful. Like just doing that, I think putting that $5,000 into it, Ron, we could probably get twenty dollars to $40,000 back on that investment, I would imagine. like How nice it is now compared to what it was at. And there are times, around where the access isn't that clear. Yes, there's legal access, but the access isn't that easy to get through. So clearing things like that, doing a little work with some brush hog or some equipment, things like that can add so much value. Not only is it going to add value, those properties are going to sell a lot quicker. The pictures are going to look better. The demand's going to be higher. So I think it just makes it easier to sell and you will get a return on your investment.
1: Yeah. If you're able to like get relationships in a community that of people who can clear stuff like that, especially in Midwest when there's so much like brush on this land and stuff like that opposed uh, to it's not just like our land wasn't fully treated. It wasn't woods. It was uh, chest high brush that was like daniel said thorny and stuff like that and someone brought big equipment there he he could get the job done in a couple of days and it added a ton of value not saying we're trying to sell that but i just know what we could sell it because how much it you can just see the land way better you can navigate the land you can see that you can walk down to the creek now uh, you can see the attributes of the land and how beautiful it is so it's not going to work for every property i don't think with clearing but there's a huge value in that and again that isn't that is a cheap value add that is going to help sell your property quicker. Even if you spend five thousand and only get five thousand extra dollars, then it's going to be you're going to get a way faster return. But more than likely, if you spend five thousand to clear it, you're probably going to get $20,000 back on that. And it might have been
0: Matt's deal we were looking at last night, or within the last few days, Ron, where there was access physical. Or there's legal access, but physical access, you know, was pretty much like a wood. So a car is not going to be able to drive through. I was pretty much just wooded, and I like we estimated it to sell between thirty five to forty two thousand dollars or something like that. I think he was buying for ten thousand dollars, Ron. But we told him we said, listen, if you get very cleared access, if you get someone to just knock down all those trees, clear it out very nice, spend five ten grand on it, get a nice clear access. It was it was long, it was one hundred seventy feet feet, I think, Ron. Um, so it's going to take some work for sure. But if you clear that, that's a $65,000 property that's going to be in high demand Ron. So situations like that, don't think of it for every property. But when those times arise, you have to have an open mind for things like that as you scale. When you're need, when you newer though, and you need to turn your money faster on, I wouldn't recommend doing these things because at that point, you just need to learn land, learn how to sell land, learn how to buy land under market value, learn how to negotiate. Let's get the foundation down. And then as you get more and more experience, start looking for these opportunities.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I want to touch on, like, I think new people might come in and get excited. And I see it. I We do consultations as far as like before anyone joins, like I'll talk, to, we'll have 15 minute consultations with them, talk to them about the opportunities. And a lot of times people will come and start asking about niches. And that's my suggestion for them, for new land invest- investors, learn land, learn how we do things, do three, five, seven flips. And then as you get deals that fit a niche, start searching to that. Is that what you kind of suggest, then Yeah,
0: exactly. And a lot of times niches will fall into your lap. Like I mean, just having a property come that needs a little work or having a property that's landlocked that comes and is only a hundred feet off the road or something and you just need to buy a little sliver in front of it or get an easement. I think a lot of times they naturally fall. I think you need to open your mind up to them more as you have a hundred, five hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, fifty hundred fifty thousand dollars sitting in your bank that you can use for other deals. So you're not rushing this deal to close. But at first I know what what my my mind was like when we first started land investing around, we're trying to turn money as fast as possible. If I'm buying something for 10 grand, selling it for 25, versus doing something to it and selling it for 35, I want that $15,000 now instead of getting $25,000 in six, eight months. You know what what I mean? So that's kind of what I want to touch on. It all depends your uh, need for that cash and need, because this business is about turning your money fast, flipping land, so it's really depends your situation when you want to get into it. But definitely uh, your first five, 10 deals, I would I would just learn the business basics around.
1: And it's still hard to, up till today with me or with us, I think, Daniel, is getting into these niches because how good the return we get on it flipping our money fast. And we know the time... Uh, the time requirement is to do a subdivide or to add utilities or something like that. So it's still to this point, if I see a piece of land that I can buy for 50, sell for $100,000, or I can wait six months and sell for 120, 140, 150, it's hard to wait and add that improvement, manage that improvement and sell it for 140. Like it is when I could sell that for hundred tomorrow or whatever it is. Um, so it is going to be a, I think it's a struggle to first get in niches, but you need to kind of force yourself once you're in the financial position to do it because you can maximize profits and there is a lot of value in that. And you knowing that I have this project going on, I know I'm not going to see this money for another four or five months once it's finished. But once I do that, I'm going to see $50,000 extra.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about that then, Ron. I wanted to talk about the advantages of actually getting into niches versus just buying and selling land like we teach. I mean, we do push getting into niches quite a bit. We don't want to direct people towards what niches. Like I said, it kind of falls on people's laps, Ron, naturally, I think, or they're interested in one way, one thing or another. Maybe they come from a family that does, you know, makes hardwood floors or works for the hardwood floor industry and they want to get into timbering or something like naturally they're going to fall in your lap I think a lot of times you just got to be open to them but Ron let's talk about the advantages of getting into different niches
1: yeah I mean I think the one of the more Obviously you can make more money. I don't I don't know if that's I mean it is obvious I think, but as you add improvements, you're gonna make more money almost always. I mean, sometimes things will fall through and won't work out as you planned. But I think one of the bigger advantages is, Daniel, is you can buy things more expensive. Like you said, like if you have a landlocked property and you can buy that property in front to give you access for hundred percent of what it's worth um, because you have that landlocked property so cheap. Or if you're subdividing, you can maybe buy for 70% of what that 50 acres is worth. And then once you subdivide it, you're still going to double two and a half times your money. So I think that is one of the more overlook things like that's more targeted because you're going to be trying to buy for more money. But at the same time, like that is one of the biggest advantages. You can pay 70% of what it's worth. I don't think you should start sending mail at 70%. Do not do this. You're going to just get a bunch of callers and most things aren't going to fit a niche. But when you have people calling you back in and you offered 40% uh, and they're like, I can't do that. I need more money. And you see that it, maybe you can subdivide it, whatever it is, like you can throw some more money out there and uh, see the advantage down the line.
0: Exactly. And and it, as you learn these niches too, there's less risk. So say a niche, which we didn't really talk about, Ron, someone someone actually came to me in a consultation call one time and told me all they do is buy mobile home lots between four to six acres around Atlanta, mobile home lots with no mobile home, but they're zoned for mobile homes. And they know mobile homes and mobile home lots. They have buyers lists from doing this. They have everything. So that's a, that's a niche, knowing an area so well you can buy. And then all of a sudden, like Ron's saying, Yes, we can still offer 40% for these, but we're comfortable going up 60% because I have a buyer's list of 150 people waiting for my next lot to put their mobile home on in this area. So like, I just think it lowers the risk, which is what you're saying. You can buy, you can pay more for them. But another thing, Ron, we talk about value add, we're adding value one to the world. So when you look at it like, like that, it's, it's harder to do, right? Having a niche is harder. It takes more time. It takes more expertise, which means it's more sustainable. It's harder for a competitor just to come in and take all your business, which if I'm offering 30 40% all over the country for land, anyone can offer 30 40% all, all throughout it. But if I'm very micro-focused on an area, I have all these deals I'm doing there, I have a buyer's list in that Atlanta market with the mobile homes, I have the mobile home guys who actually make the mobile homes on speed dial to refer the buyers to. Like, Once you have the whole system run, it becomes very hard to infiltrate. And that's one of the main things, just sustainability the long term.
1: Yeah, I think if you're first coming in this, like don't get so micro focused. Like you wanna be macro, you wanna be mailing a full county. But once you start learning areas, you're like, wow, I can buy I can buy these five acres in this area for 70% of market value. And we're going to be able to sell that. We're going to be able to buy this fast. And maybe you only sell for a hundred, but you can flip it really, really fast. You can buy for 30, sell for 45, $50,000 really fast and do it over and over again. Like that's a value add, you know, an area. I I think there's so much to that down the line. As you guys learn land, as you guys become experienced in areas, um, opposed to just doing it on the macro level and sending a full county out. Uh, whatever it is, you you just learn things, and then I think using that knowledge to make decisions is so so valuable.
0: Yeah, and let's put give an example out there, Ron. So say I say I've done twenty deals right outside Atlanta, all in the same area. I don't know what's a county outside Atlanta. Do you know any?
1: Uh, I mean I know not right outside of Atlanta, but I don't know. Just make one up.
0: All right. Say Hamilton County, Georgia, which isn't a thing. So say we're in Hamilton County, Georgia, right outside Atlanta, and we've done 20 deals there at 30 to 40%, right? That's our, we sent probably three, four mailers, remailed them. We love that area at 30, 40. We've exhausted a little bit, but we know that that third, or that, that 10 acres is going to sell because we sold you know five other 10 acres. We know 10 acres in that area is going to sell for $40,000, Ron. So we're offering $15,000 on that. And we know it's going to sell within three to five weeks based on all of our other properties that we've sold there on. Now, all of a sudden we have that information. We have that that data. We know exactly the demand in that area from our other listings Ron, Now, instead of offering 15, I'm comfortable bumping it up to 22, 25,000. We're going to get a whole another set of people selling their land because we're going from 15,000 to $22,000 all because we're really incre- or decreasing our risk so we can increase our price because we're decreasing our risk because we know the area. It's not as big of a question mark when we're getting those purchase agreements back. Like, is this actually going to work out? We know what's going to sell. We know what people are looking for. We know the realtors. We have the whole system down. The risk goes down. Yes, profit is going to decrease a little from deal to deal, but you're going to get more deals doing that. So really, profit does increase from a macro standpoint. It might micro from one deal to the... Pe- from your new deal, if you look at it one to one, but you're going to get more deals that way, Ron.
1: Without a doubt. And hopefully from the first two, three deals you did there, whatever five deals you did there, you have a list of people who didn't get that property and they're buyers for your next property. Like, listen, I I got your name down here. I know you're looking for five acres in this area. I'll call you when I have the next one. And then you should have a list, 10, 12, 15 people. And you have that property sold the same day you buy it. That is where that advantage of knowing the market better than anyone else is going to make you money. And you can flip this fast. You can turn that 25 into 40 really fast over and over again. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I like that example a lot, Daniel. I think more people have niches
0: than they think too. Like some people think, because I'm thinking of people in our program, Ron, and they've, they're have they in one area. Let's just say they're in Oklahoma and they've done all these deals in Oklahoma uh, and, and they're pretty wide in Oklahoma. They've probably gone to 10, 20 different counties, Ron, but they're doing a lot of deals there. I think that's even a niche itself because I think that because when they send me their deals to fund them and I'm looking at this perfect square in Oklahoma, my, the immediate thing that pops in my head, Ron, is, wow, this is perfect property. It's flat. It's a perfect square, like all these different things. Like on the East Coast, you get a perfect square with road frontage like that. It's like that's flat with road frontage in a good area. That's a that's the deal, right? We're we're taking that property, but out in Oklahoma, you got a hundred thousand properties within ten mile radius that are ten thousand or ten acres in a perfect square. So it's just different. Like, I start to get uncomfortable when I look at some properties in like the Arizona market in Oklahoma and the West Coast in general, around because I'm just not familiar with it. So I think more people are in niches than they realize, but they're more macro niches. But even just being an expert in a state. Or having those relationships and knowing how title works in that state and the realtor's in that state and things like that is a niche in itself
1: yeah and these people run into these niches and a lot of them don't even know like that it's a niche that they have you are an expert in an area that is a niche in itself like you're saying and they can they have the experience i sold this lot right down the road i sold this lot um one mile away and this flipped fast all right you have an advantage you have knowledge of the buyer's market which is not that easy in land, like it's not as easy as just looking at data, that experience of having that property listed and knowing how many people are calling you and knowing how many people are making you offers is a huge advantage on the entire market.
0: Exactly. Well, that's all I have, guys. As always, thank you for joining. If you guys have already not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps our business grow and we really, really appreciate it. Other than that, guys, thank you for joining and we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks, everyone.